Hey everybody and welcome to episode 439 of Good Luck High Five. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're just hanging out playing at home or maybe you're getting ready to go back to your LGS for a Friday Night Magic, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive on esports. Yes, because due to some recent announcements about the prize structure of the World Championship and yep. the prize pool, it's come up again. And we're just wondering, what what does it even mean to be an esport? Yeah, it's a very existential question. Yes. What even is what esports? What is an esport? What should magic, could an esport yes, be? Should magic even want to be an esport? Right. So we'll talk all about that. Plus, we'll have a story time Yay. with me. Strict saving story. Yes. And we're going to do a little bit of flavor text theater. It's been gone for so long. That's right. Because we cannot get our hands on packs. It's like so, it's been so hard during, uh, yeah. during COVID. During the pandemic. Yeah. It's been so strange. Um, but we have some cards from a box that we cracked yep. in our Strict Haven box oh, opening video. If you haven't watched that one. Highly recommend. Like, obviously, we're biased, but it's definitely the best box opening yes. we've ever done. Yeah, it's so fun. It is so fun. We do some Are You Smarter Than a Sixth Grader yeah. style questions. It's a great time. Yeah. But we're going to do some Flavor Text Theater with them now. Yeah, check it out on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5 if you haven't watched it yet. It's a great time. See if you can beat me and Megan in uh, sixth grader tri trivia. Yeah. You know, there are some questions which we, we definitely did, we did didn't not know. know the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> but only one I legitimately felt bad about not knowing yeah but all the rest of them well, i'm like that's fine watch watch <laughs> it to find out which question maria feels bad about not knowing before we start our show a huge thank you to everyone who supports the show and makes it actually happen by being a patron over on patreon.com slash glhf magic yes thank you so much we had our second ever patron yes. only good luck high five tournament this past weekend it was 100 card standard so good it was once again just a complete blast yeah and we're not going to do it in july just because it's a very busy month with travel and stuff for us, but it, we will be back yeah. with those in August. And so sign up if you just want to have like a great free tournament. Absolutely free. With an interesting format. So yep. that'll be fun and a little off the beaten path and just have a great time hanging out in the Discord while oh, we all play. so fun. Everyone posts fun memes for each other, encouragement oh. about various plays or decks that, you know, they built and we give out prizes. Lots of fun deck names. Oh, it's so great. It's so a very good time. Become a patron. Yes. Thank you, especially to the bakers, Hector, Lauren, and Mike. Michael, Yay! shout out to all of you. Thank you all so much for becoming patrons in the past week. It really does mean the world to us. And we think that you are extra spectacular. Are you sure it wasn't Lauren Michaels? <laughs> The creator of SNL? You know what? I bet that he formed two different names <laughs> and made two he's different hide contributions. His identity. Yep, you're right. Because he's so famous. If definitely wildly <laughs> famous. Hey, if you're famous and you're one of our patrons, let us know if you're a secret famous and yes, you're our patron. Exactly. Um please please message us on Patreon or in the Discord <laughs> telling us what exactly you're famous for. <laughs> Oh, we also want to say thank you to Card Kingdom. They're another awesome sponsor of our show. We love them. You can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Be sure to use our affiliate link whenever you buy anything for them. Say good luck, high five. They'll give you a free sticker or token in your order and get you everything so fast. You'll blink and your stuff will be there. Yes. You, if, you take, if you take an extra long nap, you'll wake up. <laughs> And your stuff will be and there. And your stuff will be there. Oh, don't you love that? So shipping fast as the blink of an eye or an extra long nap. It's like when you order food at a restaurant, go to the bathroom, and then you come back and it's there. Yes. That's Card Kingdom. All right, Maria. Yes. What even are esports? I mean, like, we were asking ourselves this question yes, several years ago. Essentially, what is an esport? Yes, and it's been an ongoing question in Magic. Absolutely. For actual years and also at this point. with other games who are yeah. attempting to enter the esports sphere or who have yes and successfully or unsuccessfully done so so just like off the top of your head okay what would you say some like a game does to be an esport okay so i would say a game would have to have a competitive environment <laughs> okay it has to be competitive i don't know what, i don't mean like just what do i mean a competitive organized system yes so it has to have kind of like op organized play yeah it can even be less than that though because it yeah. could just be like do you want to qualify for this tournament play in this one thing to qualify for this big thing great so it could be simpler than organized yeah. play 
but I'm yeah. just saying like overall, it has overall, to have the concept of yes. organized play Organized system. play concept. Yes. And then it needs to have prizes. Prizes. Okay. <laughs> Competitive play. Competitive play. Prizes. prizes. Yep. Um, and I would say, the, gosh, I would put hero building in this category. Okay. Tell us more about that. So I would, I think about any sport like that's got a competitive play system and prizes, which is most of them. Most of them. <laughs> you know, can, most sports. <laughs> I assume pickleball has such things. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, they've got like, you know, we all, if you follow the sport, you know who the top players of the sport are. Giannis Antetokounmpo. There you go. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was yep. coming. Uh, Recently, the Bucks <laughs> beat the Mets in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Oh my god! I don't know what that means. Now I know how people like feel talking when we talk about magic. Oh man, Maria, I have to tell you about the way that this game ended. Ooh. Okay, so there's like seconds on the clock, Ooh, right? Exciting for the for the end, and they're all they're like not quite tied up. The Nets are down by two. I believe was it Kevin Durant who takes takes a shot. Yeah, like literally as the clock is so running Gab out. So Nassif is roping. Yes, Gab <laughs> Nassif is roping. Okay, um, and he's he's trying for a three pointer. Yeah, but his toe was on the line, so it's two points to tie the Nets, Ooh. and then it goes to overtime where they lose. If he had been half an inch back Jeez. and he had made the three pointer instead of a two pointer, they would have won. What a misclick. <laughs> Anyways, that's been Megan updates Maria on a sport that she cares about not at all. I really like the fact that we had to, that we got a lens though from which to view this. Yes, exactly. Anyways, I'm loving NBA playoffs this year, y'all. See, that's that is an esport. Wait, I think that's a normal sport. Okay, so I guess the third, the fourth component of being an esport is being an e. Yes, it has to be e line. It has to be an e. e is electronic. Yeah, what did you say? I was making oh, a joke about online. it being online, but online. e line. E-line. It needs to be electronic. Yes. Lee played. Yes. I think that's it. Yeah. And I would say part of being electronically played, which makes us sound like we're a hundred years old and talking about it. Is um, uh, so true. Is uh you uh, like it has to look good. People have to want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, although I will say this, a lot of people watch chess. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah. I mean, you're and, right. and the, do you think chess is a new sport? Yes. I mean, the, if they played electronically, I have to by my definition. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I so remember when I hosted the um, Extra Life charity tournament? Yes. We had a portion where they did chess. Okay. And they had announcers come on, and these two women hosted, like just watching people play in the chess portion of this tournament, and they were incredible. Wow. These ladies are just like, now watch what this player did, and this is why they did it, and look, I mean, it was great. That's pretty cool. So, like, thumbs up to those chess ladies. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess chess is also an E sometimes. We now have two metaphors for you. <laughs> Basketball and chess. <laughs> but, yeah, it has to be some sort of E situation. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. So, I feel like we've established, like, a pretty solid set of guidelines. Okay, great. We've those For are the, being an E sport. Those are the ropes. Yes. So, is magic an E sport? Um, I think... It was. Yes. Right. The, especially during the section of like the MPL. Yeah. The height, the height of the MPL, the mythic championships. So let's kick it off with the first mythic invitational. Okay. Yes. That was when magic that was, was like, like, they're like, Ooh, we are esport. Yes. And they made a commercial that was like, everyone will know your name because yes. you are a famous magic esport. Yes. Player. <laughs> You are a famous magic esport. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Sir Mixelot was like, everyone will know your name. We're like, yes. Sir Mixelot will know my name. Yes. Did you see, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Great. Yeah. Anyways, if, if you're wondering what we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Party paid for a cameo from Sir Mixelot. <laughs> so Sir Mixelot did know his really name. Really great. Yeah. Really great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like we were there. We, we kicked it off with the Invitational, which yeah. I don't think that can. That kind of counts because it was not connected to any yeah. organized system. It was just like you're invited. Yeah. <laughs> and then. But it was it was like a big to do. Yes. It was a big um, to do. A lot of production value. Yes. And. A big prize pool. Big prize pool. Andrea Mangucci won the whole yes. shebang. Um, and lo just like a lot. 
Lots of viewers. Fanfare. Yes. Lots of fanfare. Yeah. Okay. And that kicked off the MPL and Rivals League and all yes. that kind of stuff, which was their legitimate attempt to, to make magic an eSport like League of Legends or whatever. Yes. Right? Um, and yeah. So they, I say they tried. Um, did they succeed? Well, obviously not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Because MPL and Rivals are going away. Yeah. And so I guess the question is like, if magic returned to something like just the mythic championships, yep. Where, or the old school pro tour. Yep. Where you get to watch it. Mm-hmm. Is that esport? <laughs> I think I would call that esport light. Okay. What it, makes it light? In my opinion, to have a, Gosh, maybe it's maybe I'm wrong because I, I actually I am putting you on the spot a lot. I'm asking the question so that I don't have to answer. Them. That's fine. I, you can be Barbara Walters here. Great. Um, I would love to be Barbara <laughs> Walters. And like because I'm, I, I don't honestly know the structure of other tournaments. Yeah. I mean, other esports, e- other games, tournaments like Hearthstone, yeah. like League of Legends. I don't know if it's an ongoing system as complicated as organized play was. Yeah. I kind of doubt it. Yes. Uh, but maybe. Okay. Um, so maybe I shouldn't call it esports light. Um, I guess it's really weird because we'll have, a you know, potentially, at least they've said they'll have a combination of paper tournaments. Yeah. Like back in the old day with the old Pro Tour plus digital tournaments on yeah. Arena. I mean, it's just like an a, it's like a, an amalgamation. It's a salad of various ways to play Magic. Okay. Um, and I have people watch you. So is yeah. it a? Sp- oh, gosh, no, I'm still I'm sticking with light. I'm sticking with light. Yeah. Do you know? what? I think I agree. Yeah. I think okay. And here, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get spicy with it. Ooh, all right, let's go. Is that Magic is should be, and is realizing that they should be more invested. Than ca- in casual play, yep. Than the majority of other games that are esports. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right, like if you look at something like Hearthstone, and you're like, okay, what is the proportion of like time and energy that Hearthstone should spend on its competitive scene versus its casual scene? Yep. I'm gonna argue that the bar for them skews more towards. Like the not the middle even yeah but like they yeah. Po- they're focusing still more on casual yes but magic is going to be an even bigger share than any of those companies because it has been around much longer yeah, absolutely it has its like it has its foundation and will always have had its foundation in a paper card game yep that people can play at home yep and that is the primary way that people play yes which is not true for any other game that is an esport yeah. Accurate. So, like, yes, you you will have tons of players who have only ever played arena and are only interested in playing arena. But they've shown again and again with like their different um, what sort of them looking for, where you ask a bunch Pants. of people questions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, interviews. Nope. It's like a uh, what's the word? Wow, I'm interrogating. Interrogation. Hard, hardcore. You ask people questions. You surveys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They showed again and again with all of their survey results, right? That say that the majority of people are still interested in playing casually in person with their friends. And the majority of them have the vast majority have never played even an FNM. Exactly. And that is just so wildly different from anything else that is in the esports arena that like I think that they were maybe a little bit like their perspective was skewed by the huge hype that was around esports oh, for a for while. Sure, like absolutely, it was, it was immense right? hype. Everybody was yes. talking about it. It was the new hotness. Everyone wanted to be an esport. Yes, and Magic was like us too. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get why you thought that for a while because it seemed like the only thing to do. Yeah, and I think that it has been solidly proven that for Magic, it is absolutely not the only thing to do. Yeah, and it's not even the thing that you should be doing the most of. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard though, because you want to serve your player base, right? Yes. And I think that having a pro play system and big tournaments and stuff is a way that seems like I am doing, I am delivering on that promise. Absolutely. Like I can do that. This is something I, that, you know, every sport in the world has set up a model for me, at least baseline of what I should do to be able to do that. Uh, But then in the end, magic is so incredibly diverse in the way it's played. Like you pointed out that, that 
unfortunately this like what you're trying to hit the swath that you're trying to hit isn't like even half of it's the pie a, and it's so Shring big it's a tiny little sliver this swath is enormous enormous like i think kind of inconceivable to games that have only been around online yeah you cannot even fathom like the variety of experiences of a magic player yeah and i think we can't discount the fact that magic is the most complicated game yeah. to spectate for instance even if a game is complicated to play, like for instance, League of Legends, I keep using them as an example because they're like the biggest, but you can watch it and you can kind of figure it out by yeah. watching it. And you're like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. They're doing X, Y, and Z. Magic, I don't think that's no, true. Right? There's kind of a lot going on. Like Arena has done a good job of trying to make it more visually appealing yes. and accessible to watch if you're not familiar with it. But at the same time, you're never going to get there, yeah. even to the level of Hearthstone, which is simpler. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine that you... We had to play magic. We started playing magic yeah. without ever having a physical visualization of the stack. Yeah. Arena at least shows you. You're like, I get it. There's a stack. But the, yeah. Like first in, last out, baby. Yep, yep. You get to see it happen. There it is. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Which is an amazing thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, the answer is like. There's so many hurdles. There's so many hurdles. And I don't like it doesn't necessarily make sense for magic to want to be first an esport and then second anything else. Yeah. I think they want to be first the game of magic that has been around for 25 plus years now. Right. And and then under like one of the branches, one of the many branches of that is we want to have a competitive play scene. Yes, agree the the uh, esports light, if you will. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I get why I get like that some of the pressure I think came from, oh, the prize pools in it are too small as compared to like these esports that are coming up now yeah. that have huge prize pools. But again, it's like that's because it's such a big portion yes. of what they do. Um, and they were developed to do this. Exactly. Not to do like something else. Like magic was developed, to, was not developed no. to like be an, uh, like an, a spectated e-sport with huge no. prize pools. It was made to sit down with your friends and like, like jumpstart, shuffle some cards yeah, together. Like, oh, and look just at like this. battle. I've got a force. Wow. Look at this animal I made. Exactly. <laughs> like, sorry. I just rewatched the video I made about the um, uh, alpha play testers. Oh, you yeah. know, and they're sitting around like in their college dorm, just being like, oh, sweet. You have a mox. Oh, that's cool. Can I trade you like this for that? And they're like, yeah, take it. Amazing. Yeah. You know, like it was so casual and like Hearthstone was developed specifically to be played on your phone yeah. and also to be spectated as an esport uh, going in from the get-go what an advantage you have over yes, something like magic absolutely but what you don't have is the complexity and breadth and depth of a game like magic so magic's got you there hearthstone yeah so <laughs> i don't mean that people can play whatever they want um, but yeah so yes. lots of barriers that are perhaps insurmountable yeah. in the end and i think also part of the problem is that so much of the discourse about magic online is driven by, like people talk about this all the time, but it's driven by such a narrow slice of experience. So are you talking about MTGO? I'm talking about Twitter. Oh, I'm talking about I see. all of like, I think that the majority of people who are vocal on Twitter about magic are interested in playing at least FNM and oh, more. yes, absolutely. They are the people who are interested in going to events, which, again, is not the majority of players. Correct. The majority of players, I would argue, are not having conversations about magic on Twitter. No. And so it's really hard if you're a company that's looking for feedback to look at that and be like, oh, all of the people who talk about Twitter online are only talking about tournaments and professional play. Like, of course, you're going to yeah. be like, oh, that must be what people want. And it's like, no, there's... Like Twitter is such a small slice. Yes. Of our pie, which we've mentioned. Exactly. And so if a company wants data, that's a really fast and easy way to access yes, data. Yes, exactly. You just like look at it oh. and you're like, oh, okay, boop, 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 boop. Like here it is. But that's not an accurate representation. Yes. And I'm not going to like run around being like, Reddit's an accurate representation. Never. No. But if you look at Reddit, the Reddit TCG um magic, magic TCG, TCG. tcg on any given day it is mostly people being like look at this cool altar that i did for the first time ever yeah, yeah. look at this cool deck box
box that I made. Yeah. Look at this way that I engaged with the game in a way that is not even a little bit about tournament magic. Yeah. It's about how they personally were having like a great time in this in this niche way of theirs. Right. And that's like so this seems like basically well, yeah. what we're setting up here is that this was a failed experiment from the very beginning. Yes. Like there was no way this could have actually succeeded. And that it was specifically like maybe doomed to fail because it was like informed by the hype of the moment. Let me ask you this question. Okay. What if we had put the same push, this is the royal we, into (laughs) this magic esport that we're trying to do, and we had geared it more towards casual play, still using like, I guess we would, I don't know if we use professional players in this instance, or we use community members instead, but like they're playing more fun formats, they're playing more casual things. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't convince myself of this. It's, it's just. <laughs> well, I think if you had like, this is a, this is a very strange um, and like way back comparison. But if you think about, right, they had the vintage super league, modern super league. Yep. And they briefly had the community super league. Yes. What, like, why not all of those things and like. But, you know, bump it up into this current moment. What if in addition to having mm. a Mythic Championship or the Strixhaven Championship or whatever, you have the Strixhaven Championship, which is for players who are about playing the game at the highest level possible. Yep. And then at the same time, you also have some kind of community-focused tournament that's like, hey, let's take these, like, you get you nominate people into this sure. or whatever. And then they're going to play a variety of fun formats instead. Yeah. Like you can go and see historic and standard played at the top. And like those players are still going to have the opportunity to win prize money. But you will also see like you can also go and watch 100 card standard. You can go and watch artisan. Historic brawl. Yes. You can go and watch um, things that are judged not necessarily by the, you know, by like the absolute you know skill of their play but the content of their their character Uh, i I was looking for something that would like fit the the template yeah i i I think you what you might be describing is what the goal is now for the future of wizards of the coast so you know like we're not going to just focus on this but we didn't say we're deleting it yeah you know we just said we're interested in adding some more stuff that'll be more in line with casual play yeah um so yeah i think that sounds great and I've always been an advocate for like, let's have more fun tournaments. Yeah. You know, I'm, like I would be so legitimately interested to see how many views uh, Wizards would get for a tournament featuring community influencers yeah. with a wacky format or yeah. two or three wacky formats. Yeah. Like the community Super League did gr- did great yeah. in like the, the swath of kinds of Super Leagues. Oh, let me say this. And also whatever formats they're playing are then available for people to play on Arena. Yeah, of course they are. With prizes Absolutely. the next weekend. Yeah. And it, like obviously neither of us would ever say take away Pro Magic. No. Um, we like that's an important part of it. I I love that there are people who want to be able to win money playing the game as best as they possibly can and see reward for just sheer play skill. Yes. Um, like for being able to like react to a metagame. Yeah. Absolutely. That should always be part of it. But I don't know that it has served magic well for the past six or seven years to be acting like that's the most important thing that they should be doing. Yeah. I'm when it comes to the visual, like what they are presenting the game as. So what I hope for the future is to have more of a magic smorgasbord, if you will. Yeah. Which a it, magic charcuterie plate. A magic charcuterie plate. Thank you. And here's the thing that doesn't sound as sexy. Does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like charcuterie. <laughs> charcuterie is very, very tasty. <laughs> But it is not exactly <laughs> sexy. Like, you know, we'll have some other esports, some other game be like, check out our $1 million tournament or whatever. And that's just straight up not going to happen, I don't think, for Magic yes, Ever. And they have like a laser light show and yeah, you're like, sick. And you're like, oh, I got one lasers. Ugh. But you're like, do you? Yeah, I don't know. 
because I feel like people have kind of proven that they don't. <laughs> they certainly didn't want those fake sparks or flames yes, or whatever. Exactly. Ooh, they were fake. Did I just break that news? You could put your hand on them. They were cold. Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maria over here spilling, insider spilling the, ins- the inside info. Yeah. Um, so I guess... The future for, for, for magic for us is like the magic smorgasbord slash charcuterie plate that yeah. unfortunately doesn't have the sexy hit of the enormous prize pool tournaments. Yeah. It also doesn't have the hero building um, of the of said tournaments like that, like you would see. And I always say golf is the best analogy to magic. Um, and you're not like, oh, this person is the Tiger Woods. This person, because it's a solo sport. <laughs> Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of uh, everything that you could have picked. <laughs> well, you know, it's like this person is battling on their own behalf. It's not a team sport. No, I guess you're right. I don't know. Long distance running. But okay. we don't know those people as well. At least I don't anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Aside from, okay, Tiger Woods. Wait, why not tennis? Oh, yeah. Tennis. Perfect example. Oh, tennis. Way better example. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, same thing. Where you ha- where you I was have like there has to be another individual excellence <laughs> where you're just by yourself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like we're it's not going to be able to sustain that as much because there won't be the money. People won't be able to do it as a job. Probably, yeah. Maybe one or two people will, or maybe oh, let's put it at ten. Maybe ten yeah. people will. Um, but yeah, they won't hit that benchmark. They won't hit the huge prize benchmark. They won't hit the I don't know. Maybe they'll put lasers in. <laughs> You know, maybe there will be lasers. But um, perhaps this change will be a good thing overall for the health of the game going forward into the future. And we won't be leaning on this pro play like stick and just being like, this has to hold us up as a company, as what we're doing. And when that stick was just so, so, so small (laughs) to support all of the players who who play the game. Yes. And they were constantly changing the stick. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They were like, okay, it's leaning on the stick. I'm going to pull this stick out and you're going to shove another stick under it. Okay. Okay, sure. Is it going to be the same size as the stick? Who knows? Honestly, we know nothing about the stick that we're replacing it with. Yeah. We're just using a stick. Here you go. Okay. And poor and the poor people leaning on the stick are like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold yep, on. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Wait, the stick is different. Ah, now I'm walking all weird. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, it's it's a weird thing. It is. Like what a what a hydra of a beast. First, for sure, that's another way to put it. It's a yep. hydra. It has so many different heads. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure just because they hack off one head of pro play, some other head will grow back. I mean, maybe they'll be like, we need to make a simpler version of magic. That's like our, you know, marquee, like tournament, whatever yeah. exhibition magic. Let yes. me put it that way. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. There's so many ideas they're probably working through in the building right now that I'm we, sure. you know, that we don't know as they try to address what the future is going to look like yeah. with this huge change of axing. Um the organized play system as we knew it. Yeah. Um, For the third or fourth time. (laughs) In recent memory. Yes. Yes. I will say, you know, I'm real proud to be a player of like the most deep and complicated card game out there. And because of that, this is a side effect, you know, like it just can't be this other thing. Yeah. Because it just isn't this other thing. Exactly. And I think that there was, I think that there was a lack of appreciation for the complexity and nuance of the magic community when we looked at it as it has to be an esport or bust. Yeah. It was kind of, it was selling short a game that so many people love for so many different reasons. Yeah. And we get why it was, yeah. it's totally like a totally see why that happened. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, it was the frenzy of the moment. Yep. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I would kind of love to, if you want to tell us about why you love and play magic down in the comments, yeah. we would honestly love to hear about it because we know that there are so many different kinds of player who listen to this podcast and they fall like everywhere, everywhere. from players who want to be in the pro scene yep. to players who are like the least interested in pro magic that anyone could ever possibly be. And we also have pro players. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know. Pop on down there, or if you're a patron, hop on over in the Discord and let us know how you're feeling about it and like what your dream for magic yeah. would be. Because I legitimately just want to know. Me too. Like, what would your dream for magic be? Great point. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> and this is Good Luck High Five. <laughs> All right, Maria. 
Yeah. Are you ready for some story time? Hit me with that story in the face like a hard book. It's going to be a brief one. Okay. Um, because the bulk of episode three of the Strixhaven story, which is where we are right now, is Will and Rowan fighting like a pair of siblings fight. Classic fight, twins. They just fight for most of it. Will is like, we need to study more. And Rowan is like, you're so annoying. Get off my case. <laughs> Why do they have to do the same thing? Because they're twins and apparently they've always done the same thing oh, up until Will now. And Rowan. So they're having a real spat. Okay. Um, but Will is friends with Quintorius and they just all call him Quint instead of Quinn, which is a little weird. But anyways, it's very cute. Um, Quintorius is an adorable character we love in the story. Yes, he's fantastic. And then Rowan is off hanging out with some Witherbloom friends. Rowan! So I love that we can see the two, like, right? They, they don't only mingle inside Prismari. They have lots of other friends yeah. all over the place. Like you would. Exactly. And Will is like, you need to study more. And then they get in a fight at a Mage Tower tournament. They're Ooh. like in the stands watching Mage Tower. And then they try and just like peaceably say hi to each other. But then they get in a giant fight. And like Rowan shocks Will and Will freezes her. And then Professor Jeez. Onyx, a.k.a. Liliana, comes along and is like, my office now. Did she slap him on the wrist with a ruler? I mean, she basically does. Like her arena emote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she takes him to her office and she does they get in mild trouble but mostly she's like listen you need to focus up because there are Orique who are going to like something's oh, off yeah, that's Orique her deal. are coming for the school and like you need to be ready to help yeah um, and she also drops some hint about a different plane and then Will is like wait is she a planeswalker <gasps> anyways he doesn't know and then so they're like Will is like okay Rowan we need to go to the library and study more spells and Rowan is like we need to get out there and duel and do some practical practicing you fool I see their fire and ice sides yes, coming out exactly um, and so you know like Will's doing all of his reading and then Rowan learns from a, like a Witherbloom mage does this spooky spell while she's making a potion where she like draws life from a pest and puts the essence into the potion to make what? it more powerful and so Rowan is interested in this and Will's like you'll start using magic for dark purposes will she though I don't know oh. but do you know who is using magic for dark purposes Liliana Luca. oh oh <laughs> <laughs> no, surprisingly okay. not. So um, Kazmina has been watching around everywhere on the plane with her owls. Yep. And she sees um, Luca is working for the Orik. And so she confronts him in a grove and is like... Did we know Luca was working for the Orik? We knew that he had like gotten himself purposefully captured by them. Okay. Right? Because he had been on the plane and then he was like, everyone here hates outsiders. Right. And he was very frustrated right. by that. And it is a flaw of the plane. Absolutely. So he goes to the Orique and they're like, we'll take you in. Exactly. They're like, we'll take you in. And he's like, I'll do, I'll do work for them. Okay. And Kazmina is like, I know that you're angry and I know that you're upset and bad stuff happened in your past, but Extus and the Orique, Extus is the leader of the Orique, are not going to help you process this. You just need to go to <laughs> therapy, my friend. But Luca is like, no, I will not. Go to therapy. That's so funny. That's I mean, in they don't story. actually say therapy. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> that's not actually said, but it's some strong subtext. Got it. You just need to talk to someone. Kasmina is about like, your problems. yeah. Kasmina is like, this isn't going to help you process what happened. And Luca is like, everyone on this plane stinks, and I hate them all. And I'm going to help the Orique destroy this school. Wow. And they get in a fight. Hard and turn. Kasmina definitely like just like is like. Nice. Because she's much more powerful than he is. But then a bunch of mage hunters come out no. because apparently, like, the Orique can control mage hunters. Those are the spooky spidery yes, things. Yes, those are the spooky spidery things. Um, and so she's, like, surrounded by them. And so she has to planeswalk away. Okay. Um, because there, it's, uh. like, literally just tons wow. of them. And Extus comes out of the grove and is like, are you sure you're comfortable controlling this many mage hunters? Like... And he's like, yeah, and the Oracle come out of the shadows. And Extus is like, all right, let's go attack the school. <gasps> so Extus wow. and the Oracle and the Mage Hunters and Luca are going to go attack the school. Luca, what the I heck? Know. He's being a real bad dude, Luca. which is very surprising considering that Mila, his little wolf friend, is a white-aligned creature. We love Mila. Is Mila into this? What's Mila doing? Malia, Mila is just... <laughs> Mila Kunis is just... <laughs> 
<laughs> What's Mila Kunis up to these days? What is she up to these well, days? Well, I'll tell you one thing she's up to. She what? just had a cover of Architectural Digest with her home in LA that they built and they have something called a party barn. <laughs> wow. There you go. Wait, when you say they, who's the other person? Ashton Kutcher. Wow. Okay. I was going to say they're together now, yeah, right? Yeah. Wow. Always and forever hearts. Well, not always. He dated Demi Moore. So never for mind. a long time. Yeah, for a long were they time. they married? I think so. I think that they were. Ooh, now we have Anyways. to update you on Ashton Kutcher news. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> wow, that's pretty yeah. cool for her. So you see a tour of their home if you watch all this. Mila episode mila the fox is like i we don't know how she feels about it yeah we haven't really heard well but anyways so that's what's going on mostly spats between the siblings who knows if one of them is going to turn out bad will is really throwing like i feel like they're painting will as like kind of the goody two shoes of the pair yeah but i'm trying to i can't tell if they are trying to do it as like he's the actual good one yeah i think not i think that they're trying to show that like they both have flaws because he throws around some real accusations like (laughs) you're just like our birth mom and rowan's like that's a slap in the face i don't know enough about their background to know why that's a slap (laughs) in the face but anyways and he's just like you're gonna end up just like oko letting dark magic overtake you and rowan's like you're a goody two shoes you know what maybe rowan is the new liliana that would be sick that's there my was th- a point in i think at the end of episode two yeah when liliana was like oh no people are coming and she looked out the window and like rowan was there with her friends and liliana was like i have to recruit help which is obviously what she was doing when she like right. slapped them on the wrist in her office mm. so i feel like rowan could be all right maybe liliana is going straight as a character and so rowan's like hello i'm Ro- here rowan is here to be like the new multifaceted i'm kind of good i'm kind of bad okay all right i'm here for it yeah and i'm also here for will will's <laughs> voice lines on arena <laughs> remember when we found out that billy boyd did his billy voice, boyd did his voice i was shocked i was shocked <sighs> and we broke the news on this program it was, we broke we broke years old news <laughs> it was news buried for many eons yes Easily accessible, but nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it. Anyways, <laughs> so that's that's what happened at the with episode three. Okay. And, uh, you know, we'll go through episode four in the future sometime. Oh, great story time. What's going to happen when the Aurique attacks Strixhaven? I mean, I don't know. Is that going to be the next Strixhaven set, question mark, when we meet the Shadow School, as we've called we've, it? We've thought many times that we're going to meet a Shadow School. So the next episode, it might be the final installment. There's two more. Two for more? Sure. Okay. Yes. There's All episode right. four and episode five. So. Ooh. Get ready. Maria, are you ready for some Flavor Text Theater? We haven't played Flavor Text Theater in so long. I know. We just have, I just grabbed like a pile of cards that we opened. Great. Um, from our from our Strixhaven box opening. So I'm just going to spread these out. All right. And we're just going to draw a mix of stuff and give you some movie pitches. Movie pitches. All right. Because so, it has been so long. It's been so long. It's been yes. forever long. Um, all that happens, if this is your first ever movie pitch with us, yeah. is we're going to draw cards at random <laughs> and then we are going to pitch you a movie based on the name of the card. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like you should have gotten the one that I just drew, Megan. Okay, but. tell me about it. So this is a film it's been black and white um (laughs) because it's like very it's it's produced by like a27 it's very like it's already in the criterion collection um (laughs) what happens in this film is oh god i'm just going to describe a film that already exists i'm just realizing but um what happens is there's a, a professor Mm-hmm. And she teaches, you know, writing at an esteemed university okay. and everybody wants to take her class because yeah. she's so good. She does all the awards, all of her books make people weep. They're just like American classics. She's a prodigy. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one day a student walks in on her writing her next manuscript and she writes everything by hand, which is a little unusual. Yeah, but she does. And everyone's kind of like, maybe there's something off about her. <laughs> But uh, what she walks in on some on her writing the next manuscript and she didn't realize that she was a character in her book, like the student. And she realizes as this professor writes the words, she starts doing whatever the professor <gasps> has written. So like she is influencing the lives of people outside the campus into doing whatever she wants in her 
in wow. her novels. So like she's so that was her defense. She's like, oh, she, you, you caught me. She's like takes takes a rope and ties it around her neck or whatever. It's dark, everybody. Wow, she makes the student kill herself. Yeah, this is. I told you this is eight twenty four. The student. This is eight twenty four. Yeah, okay. and so um yeah, she mur- straight up murders a student and uh or she keeps getting acclaim and prizes and all these things until the students figure out what's going on and they break into her office and steal her pen and turn the pen on her in tenured ink caster. Whoa! That's great. <laughs> That's spooky. That's very spooky. I spooked myself just telling about and that. And it is a little bit like Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Which is a strangely delightful movie. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, she's great. Um, okay, this is the story of a uh, of like a, a high school athlete okay. um, who instead of going to class is just always out on the field. Like they... They love it. And everyone is like super frustrated with like all of their teachers, even their family is like, like you need to actually do other stuff with your life than always being out on this field. Um, We'll say that they play soccer. Okay. Um, And so it turns out that one of the people that they've angered is like a generation's like comes from a generation of witches. And they're like, watch out. They cast a spell on them that they are forever confined to that field. (laughs) And they they end up living there for for like millennia. Wow. For forever and ever and ever. And it turns out the twist in this movie is that that happened in the way past. And we see that person eventually catch yeah. up to the present day. Cool. Um, and they know the history of that entire field in Quintorius <laughs> Field Historian. I was like, what card is this? One, they know the history of one field. <laughs> Well, this next fi- uh, film is actually going to be a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like, um, gosh, I don't want to say the dating game. Um, yeah, the dating game. That was the name of it, right? Where you had okay. three people and asked them and you went yeah. on a date with one of them, plus American Gladiator. I'm um, already super into this show. <laughs> like, green light. I green light it. Like, let's go. I got to figure out the details here, but it's a little sadistic. Um, so what's going to happen is <laughs> when asking the people like questions like, what's your ideal first date? Or I'm sad. How would you cheer me up? Um, The answers then from the contestants, the audience, and in fact, the people watching at home can vote thumbs up or thumbs down on the answers these people are giving. So um, they're going to go on a date with one of them. uh, But the audience, we're more involved now. And so every time the audience thumbs down an answer from Uh a contestant, even if the person asking the question likes it, a giant rock will get a little bit closer (laughs) to them from the ceiling. And like, you know, they could be crushed under said rock by the end of this show. So like how, how statistic are Americans? We'll soon find out Wow! if they want to see the somebody is very crushed to death under a rock, They do, which they do obviously. And then we get to see the disappointment and the, <laughs> the person asking like, Oh no, I wanted, they wanted to, date to go on person. a date with someone who gets crushed by a rock. <laughs> this show is, I want to make this movie. Like we need to see this, this happen. This is a weird dystopian future show like our my balls uh similar it's called crushing disappointment (laughs) i love it i am in love with this idea you hear the chain of the rock just like like, no No! i just said ice cream absolutely a plus horrifying (laughs) okay this is another um this is like another like teen uh, dramedy great Um, and this one is about also slightly dystopian it's about a girl who lives in a family of dentists right and all of her family have like (laughs) perfect teeth um and at school at school she's like kind of an outcast yeah um because she doesn't really conform to normal expectations her teeth are so nice and her teeth no her teeth are not not she's declined to get any kind of orthodontia done okay which all of her family want her to do and they all have it and like everyone at the school has gone to her family who are this family of orthodontists and dentists and have like beautiful teeth great um and so it's like a classic kind of 
one of those ones where like the popular guy is like, I'm going to make her over for prom or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he like makes her over and he like convinces her <laughs> to like get Invisaligns and stuff and like, you know, makes her beautiful. And then they oh go to prom together and and then it turns <sighs> out like she's just been smiling with closed lips and at prom she like gives a full face no, smile no. and her teeth are all still crooked because she did not get orthodontia at all oh. and she's like, your standards are messed up. I'm just going to keep being myself. I thought you were going to say it was a horrible monster face. No, it was not inside a horrible. No, no, no. Okay, um, thank God. In beaming defiance. <laughs> That's great. I'd watch so that So just like movie. all those movies should have ended with her just yeah, being like, like, no, your standards suck. I'm going to put my glasses back on. Exactly. She's like, I never got braces. Because <laughs> your standards Tricked are you. messed up. <laughs> I love that. Uh, this film is also um, kind of like a teen film. Mm-hmm. And uh, gosh, I'm just going to describe the plot of Twilight here. <laughs> Great. I'm into You it. know, there's teens in a high school. One of them's a little different, um, but uh, ostensibly the same age as all of them. Knows all the answers to every single test. And, you know, they answer, raise their hand whenever the teacher asks mm-hmm. them to something. They know where everything in the town is. They can recall events from 30 years ago. And then one of the people is like one of the friends like hold on what's going on here they realize that that person never ages and they've been (gasps) 16 for a thousand years like a vampire Uh, but they are there and locked in time in order to save that particular friend group from a disaster about to befall (gasps) the school wow but will they save them or will they just let them go because they didn't like them i don't know ageless guardian nice ageless guardian sick um, okay, this is kind of like a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin, um, except at, like it's it's after it. And in this version, instead of being able to find out his name, she never did. So Rumpelstiltskin came and like claimed her firstborn kid. Okay, right, and like took him took him away to like raise him wherever. Yeah, and so um, what's her like the princess of the story? Yeah, or whatever is like okay. I have to go find my kid. And so she sets out on like an odyssey length of journey (laughs) for like 20 years, traveling the entire world, trying to find her kid again. And it's like, uh, the question of like, how will she know that it's her kid? Like, is she doesn't even know wh- his name. Exactly, she doesn't even know his name. Wait, doesn't she, she just, learn his name, and that's how she takes power from from Rumpel? From Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. Okay. So she, but she never in this version, she never knew Rumpelstiltskin's name. So it's like her questing to find this monster and to find her kid. And obviously, at the end of it, like she finds her kid, and he's also questing to try and find like the person who stole him away from his family when he was a kid and claim the firstborn. Oh, that's cute. I like that one. This next one, (laughs) this is uh, (laughs) much like High School Musical. It's it's exactly the same, except um, it's a play in big play. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Let's do it. High School Musical was just such a hit. Why don't we do the same thing except no No song? (laughs) Everyone's like, wait Wait, a second. Wait, that's that's why it was? Okay. Okay. I take you into, once again, a dystopian future. Yes. Where, when... Uh, or maybe it's just like a very science forward just like future. Okay. Um, and in this world, when people like right before you die, you can get put into a pod. And the thing is, is that you have to stay in the pod for the same amount of time that you were alive because it will unage you. Wow. So it's going to rebirth you out that pod. Yes, exactly. And you like, you will be able to like, you, you know, they won't take you all the way back to being a baby. Actually, let's say that they do. They take you all the way back to being a baby. And then people, instead of having more kids, like get a baby from a pod. (laughs) This is weird. This is getting real weird. This is how we're controlling population. Exactly. (laughs) And you never die, really, although you you don't have your memories. No. Because you get get unaged to the point where you're a baby. Okay. Um, but it turns out that someone goes <sighs> and like opens all of these pods the before matrix. they're ready. <laughs> yes, it's basically the matrix. And so it's all of these people that only have like half memories oh, and are weird. anywhere between like being kids and being adults in rushed rebirth. Wow, that's my favorite one right there. It's kind of like a weird matrixy. Yeah, like, like w- yeah, waking up from the middle of a dream and you're just like <laughs> uh. exactly, and you're. 
like you're in the middle of a life that you knew, but also time has passed. Like you de-aged. Like if you were in the pod for 20 years, 20 years passed. Yeah. And you're 20 years younger. Wow. And like you think that yesterday was yesterday, but yesterday was 20 years ago. But also you don't remember yesterday. That's true. So who knows when it was. Wild. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Well, that was a pretty good one. Do you yeah. want to do you want to stop there? You want to keep going? I'm tapping out. All right, that, that's my last. We'll one. tap out on that yeah. winner. The one I had drawn was environmental sciences, which it's just <laughs> it's just a uh, class. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> yep, there we go. Yep. <laughs> well, that's a that's your look at Flavor Text Theater. Call us MGM. Um, any you know that Paramount. you want these. You know you want these. Um, Netflix. I know that you want to make yes. like a Noah sent sentent. What's in his name? What's who? The guy who's in like to all the boys I've loved before. Oh and, like, yeah, all the, you got to put him want, in this. Yeah, you want you want to make that movie with him. And TNT, I know you want to produce Crushing Disappointment. Absolutely. Slash Nickelodeon. Cr- You've already got the slime <laughs> machine, so just make it a, drop right. a rock instead. Right. <laughs> Hello, we'd like to thank Ultra Pro. Because they're great. They're great. Um, they announced a bunch of, Wizards of the Coast announced yes. a bunch of secret layers today. Yeah. And if you're like, oh man, I love this Rebecca Gay art from Ugh, Mother of Runes. Of course. But I'm never going to play Mother of Runes in a deck. I want to be able to enjoy and like love this art without playing the card. Ultra Pro is going to be having playmats of them. Yes, I'm so excited about this. So it's so good. There are so many amazing artists there that they have in this new secret lair drop. Incredible, like absolutely unbelievable. And my like very, very honestly, my top way to enjoy the secret lair art is via playmats. Absolutely. Because I don't play all of these cards. Right. I know. That's what I'm always sad about. I'm like, oh, these are so cool, but I just don't literally don't play them. Exactly. Do you know what? Ultra Pro has got you covered. Go and get yourself a beautiful playmat that everyone, when they look at it, will gasp and be like, oh, I love it. I mean, they did when I was playing um, the event, the Modern Horizons event. Me too. Someone was like, I love that playmat. Yeah. I had my... Um, I had my opt. Yes. Out? And I had harmonized from yeah. my Mystical Archive. Yeah. And they're just so gorgeous. And people are like, I love those. And I, I saw like, playmats that yeah. I love that other people were playing on on Spell Table. Yep. So cool. Get in on that action with Ultra Pro. Everybody, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out. Yes. Thank you for going on a dive into what does eSport mean? Yeah, I mean, like Miriam Webster already called us and they're going to put this episode under the definition. Absolutely. It'll be even if you open a paper (laughs) dictionary, it will be an audio button that you play. And then you'll hear the show. And then you'll hear this episode. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So. You're welcome, Marion Webster. Speaking of hearing this episode, I just want to let you know, if you are a patron, by the way, thank you everybody who is a patron. We could not make the show without you. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Um, so you get access to our special RSS feed. Ooh. So what happens if you are a patron, you get that link and you can put that into whatever podcast ag- aggregator you happen to like best. And it'll automatically populate it with Good Luck I-5 with the upkeep with anything that has an audio file. Whoa. That is just like only audio file. So like Sick. you can just hear the good luck I five and the upkeep on this on one feed. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. Super fun. All in one place. Great reason to be a patron. Yeah. And I just supported a show and they did that. And I was like, well, geez, we do that too. And I got to talk about it because yeah. it's so convenient. It's pretty awesome. You know, it's clicking on two feeds. My finger gets tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you as well to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro, two amazing sponsors of this show who make it happen. Yeah. And Lauren Michaels, there's still time for you to become a patron. Call us. <laughs> we don't want any, like, unlike so many people who are like, I want an addition for SNL. We don't want that. We want you to give us $5 a month. That's, you can be squirrel level, Lauren. Literally, no one else will ever ask you for less. <laughs> Then we're asking you right now, Lord Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>